Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. College football is back, and so is Bo Nix doing Bo Nix things in front of the entire country. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the new special teams coordinator at LSU. And with me, as always, is AJ. Being a coach on a team where Phil Longo calls plays is the living hell for all defensive coordinators. Marquise. That was very long-winded. But worth the, pay, the payoff was big, wasn't it? Sure. Today, we're back in the swing of things, talking all the NFL draft prospects who stood out in week one of college football. Let's do Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a... Bryce Young, who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. The funk was let out early in week one of college football. Hey, man. AJ, can I get an amen? Amen. Backyard brawl lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It got funky, that's for sure. Uh, we're back. We're back in the swing of things. I think we're both pleased to be done with watching 800 prospects over the summer. We're, we're back to just enjoying football in the most wholesome way. Uh, with the backyard brawl, yeah. Yeah, just college rivalries. Um, yeah, we're back. Superlatives are the bread and butter of this show, and I've missed them. It's um, just, it, it's such a cop-out. But it, it's its good content, if I do say so myself. It, I mean, name a better way to talk about a bunch of players. You can't. Can't? A list? No. Stupid. N- no. Nope. The only bad thing about this is there's no time of the week anymore. We should do, like, uh, who, who are the best I'll, I'll home environment doing. of the week? I'll start doing that. Like Ronnie's rocking house of the week. You know who it would be this week? Acrusher Stadium. Mm-hmm. Amen. Biggest, uh, biggest uh, crowd in crowd in the history of Pittsburgh sports. Yeah. Uh, you now, know what though? I, w- I was there in '96 at the Penguins game. 
<laughs> louder. It was louder then, right? It was louder. It was louder. I like how they it say the sound barrier. They say it's Pittsburgh sports. Like, is there has there been like a a concert with more? Oh yeah. When Kenny Chesney oh, comes yeah. to town. No Bon Jovi. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're not sure about Jersey, but we lo- we love the Jovi. Amen. I've said amen so many times already. I'm so it's, happy. A, it's a very. I mean, look, we got we got NFL about to kick off. We got a week of college football in the books. A real week of college football. A great week of college football. It's hard not to be happy. It's we, hard not to be. We got yep. a bad week of college football coming up yeah, because okay. this week's about the NFL. Yeah, exactly. They do it on purpose. They know what they're doing. It, it is. It's smart so you don't get too footballed out in, in mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. week of weekend of watching 24 straight hours of football. Exactly. So smart. But, but then again, I plan to be up watching BYU Baylor late into the night, so I don't know. <laughs> It's not for me. Football's not an easy sport uh, to be great at watching, but here we are. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, speaking of the backyard brawl, yeah. I think the best freshman this week is pretty easy because one C.J. Donaldson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. came out of nowhere to become, I don't know, America's darling. <laughs> also, rest in peace to the queen. Sorry, I forgot to bring that uh, up. I know that's important to you, AJ. Do you want to take a moment of silence? Yeah, I don't know. The NFL is uh, not a group person, but hey. Um, see, so stops trying to see C.J. Like, Don- Donaldson. Yeah, this guy deserves a fucking spotlight. Uh, God save the queen. Roll C.J. Donaldson. Yeah, he is the fucking king. He's 6'2", 240, enlisted at tight end, but it don't matter. They're running him all fucking day. But I think the most interesting thing about him is, okay, well, one, he also blocked that pun. Uh, but two is he... he, he he wasn't even like a high school running back who moved to tight end. He he just played tight end and receiver in high school. So I don't know how he ended up at running back. It's fucking sick. And it, like what what he almost like seven carries, one hundred twenty five yards, a touchdown. Fucking bumbling out like he's a good athlete. Like he's just fucking rumbling and rolling, hard to bring down. He's explosive. It's it's fucking weird. He is like I I I'm excited. To, obviously, only seven carries, but goes for a buck twenty five in it. I'm just excited to see more carries. I'm hoping at running back. Um, I maybe he he he'll be involved in the passing game. He wasn't in this game, but they they I don't know. He's just a he's the type of guy who I don't know what his NFL prospects actually are. But for the next four years, he was going to be a guy that college football Twitter is just going to be obsessed with. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially and, at I mean, a, there's at, no better player than that. Yeah, and at a program that's had like you know, plenty of stars that that you know maybe aren't great in the NFL, but you, you love them in college. Very memorable players come into West Virginia, yeah. but we haven't had one in a while. I don't know. C.J. Donaldson is he is he the next Pat White? Uh, just in terms of. <laughs> What he brings to that program is Neil Brown turning this thing around behind the legs of CJ Donaldson and not the you know, JT Daniels. It's the first time in a decade that you know I felt some like you know you could hear you could hear Country Roads playing in the back of your mind. You're like, is that is that feeling coming back? Is Rich Rod on the sideline now? Like you know, it what was I mean? the com- it was the combination of the the first back year brawl yeah. in eleven years, the game being insane, and just this strange type of player. Bursting onto the scene out of nowhere, it felt very big easty. I'm it not did. Going. It fucking did. Yeah. Should we just do the rest the of the just only talk prospects or players in that game? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or, no, or other former big east schools. Okay, I'm cool with that. Um, no, that he was the fucking headline freshman for me in many ways. 
Uh, if I could throw another one out there, uh, Malachi Starks at Georgia. Yeah, he's, he's the one where it's like, oh, this guy's the next yeah. actual first round pick. <laughs> yeah. Georgia. Donaldson might not be a – I mean, he should be drafted just based off one game. but One game. He blocks puns. <laughs> but Starks looks like a, like a dude. That interception was just fucking wild. Like, the way he came and just tracked it and the, the ball skills to, to make the play on that ball, like that was – yeah, that was ridiculous. He looks so – he made it look so easy too. And he was coming up physically uh, in the run game, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and just such a well-built freshman. I think he's 6'1", 205. Yeah. Ridiculously fluid, yeah. That that interception's going to be one of the best of the year. It's so silly. George is such a factory. Um, he's just another five-star who already SEC ready. Yeah, um, yeah he... I don't know. It's it's the, the Bulldogs era on defense right now. Yeah, you think it's going to be just like them overshadowing Bama finally? I think just in terms of defensive prospects, maybe. like It feels like Bama has, I mean, the last few years has trended towards, you know, it's not the same old, we're winning, you know, 14 nothing games. You know, they're getting the quarterback prospects starting with Tua, you know what I mean? That, that was kind of the start, and now all these receivers, boom, boom, boom. Maybe that's the shift. Maybe Bama's the offensive squad and uh, Georgia's, I mean, we know Georgia's the defense, so. I like how we're saying this coming off yesterday's show where uh, I just talked about every defensive back on the Alabama roster yeah, I know. being draftable. I mean, it's not like they're bad. It's just like the, the switch. And... Be- best linebacker in the conference. <laughs> four draftable. Bunch of ideals. The, yeah. the best player in the country in Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a, a thick rotation. Up front. Anyway, uh, yeah, Malachi Starks looks like the, the next Bulldog uh Bound for the NFL in three years when we're talking about him on the SEC show. Oh, God, AJ, if we're doing this show in three years, I think we both failed. Well, this is episode 328, buddy. We're <laughs> we're getting into 600, that's for sure. Do you think anyone will, has done more episodes of a podcast that has less listeners than us? <laughs> I bet you there's some, like, maybe one or two shows that are bigger losers than us, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's get a bit sophomore. Uh, a little more interesting because I think Donaldson. Uh, do you have another freshman? No, no. Let's get to sophomore. Okay. Uh, I think Donaldson and Starks are pretty obviously just the best actual best freshman prospect and the most fun freshman prospect. Uh, but sophomore is a little more interesting. I, I, I'm interested to hear who your top guy is. So I'm not going to give you my top guy first. Oh, okay. No, wait, there's a point. There's a point because I want to go with the spirit this is of the show. Delayed gratification. No, I want to go with the spirit of the show. This is my top guy in my heart. It's called. Prospect edging. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you first pit running back Ronnie Hammond, who looked I like a, put him yeah, he looked like a a guy in in the backyard brawl. Had 74 yards on the ground, a couple touchdowns, but also looked really good um in the passing game too. Like he's kind of smaller back. I think they got him at like five nine two hundred, but like looks pretty bursty. Uh, sorry, Dion Lewis. Yeah, Dion Lewis two uh, And like I said, effective in the passing game. Had that, that touch around where he just wanted to go down the offensive line and, like, helped him into the end zone. But, like, to me, most impressive was that, like, he had that, like, that you know, that juice, that, 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 that was legs right after having a huge gain in the passing game to get them down there. I like to see that. Um, no, Hammond, out of nowhere, never heard of him at all and uh, looked pretty good in his first first game. I'll stick at the running back position and I'll jump over that Arkansas-Cincinnati game where Raheem Sanders. Yeah. He is a big back. Yeah. Between him and KJ Jefferson in the backfield together is ridiculous size. And last year with He's... Burks, like it's just all those big boys is a lot of fun. Yeah. Sam Pittman likes likes them big. They're hogs. Uh, it, it works so perfectly. 6'2", 225. But 
some fluidity to his cuts mm-hmm. that you don't expect out of a big back. And I, I, I think I was just thought he was so smooth. He was wearing the five, and I was just getting Darren, yeah. Darren McFadden vibes. Um, but he, uh, he looks like he could be one of the the top SEC backs next year. Yeah, he kept flashing last year too. That's a good start. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's and again, it's just so much, so much fun. How much beef they got on that squad? It's it's great. Um, I'm kind of surprised you didn't start with with your guy at Ohio State, the the leading receiver. Michael Hall. Oh, Ibuka. Yeah, different Ohio. State. Yeah. Okay. I mean, both um, were good, but like for Ibuka to go out and go nine for ninety in the score. Um, uh, couple drops. Um, I don't know. I just overall I was pretty unimpressed with the Ohio State pass catchers. Yes. I think did a really good job. He, I, it is a good start given he was the top uh, wide receiver recruit uh, the year before. Well, and, and just to go out and you know JSN obviously the hype and deservingly so, and he had like what two catches or something, one catch. He got he got hurt his hamstring. Yeah, um, the and, second half. And but Marvin Harrison had a very quiet game. Exactly, I was about to say Harrison's quiet, and him to go out and be like you know the go-to guy. I thought that's yeah, some, something were, to be said. They were also without Julian Fleming, who yeah. uh, three years ago was the top wide receiver recruit. <laughs> um, no, I, I think he did, and he was wearing a law base too. Yeah. Uh, and he was kind of the only one who was making any plays. Um, I think he's going to, by, by season's end, be a guy we're talking about uh, as a top receiver for 2024. By the way, when does like a small school go out and just get Brian Hartline a head coaching job? He would like. Does it even have to be a small school at this point? Like, mm-hmm. I know he like this year he's taken on the passing game coordinator title as well, because um, I get like probably a power five program hiring just a wide receiver coach would seem strange, but I don't know. I I I think two like two more years max. Yeah, and I also wonder if he would put off like like is he really gonna chase the. Toledo job yeah. when Jason Candle gets yeah. fired, like probably not. But maybe he'd wait it out for, uh, I don't know, the uh, Indiana job. <laughs> Neither of those options seem great. So just no. waiting for Ryan Day to take the Patriots job. Um, but sticking that game, Michael Hall on the defensive line. Yeah, uh, we weren't sure as a Buckeyes nation. We weren't sure exactly what the interior defensive line rotation would look like. Michael Hall. Was not a name you saw pop up a ton, but former blue chip recruit, uh, true sophomore, and Notre Dame could not block him. They were without uh, Jarrett Patterson, but he was just throwing their interior offensive linemen. He showed flashes of both quicks and power, um, kind of a three-tech gap shooter uh, in the run game. He was flashy. He ended up with a sack, a hurry, two mm-hmm. TFLs. He had, he had a very nice game. He was... That defense played really well. Jim Knowles has got that thing cooking, it looks like. And uh, he was the best player, I thought. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, that game was, like, weird. It was, like, a, I didn't expect, like, such a slog fest, you know. And then Notre Dame's defense played a really good I, game. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good sign for Marcus Freeman that they played, yeah. lost. Like, obviously they lost, but they, they cut one, they covered two. <laughs> His defense played terrific. Yeah, for real. For real. Like... The, it, it ultimately it came, their offensive line played poorly, and the, the Tyler Buckner didn't really have a chance. But yeah, the, like quarterbacks, obviously not a, a position they they look super confident in yet. But I thought it was a good, uh, true debut for Mark Freeman. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially a game we're like more on this later, but it's not like Foskey took it over or anything. Like they're 
They're starting. Exactly. It was just a yeah. good the whole the whole team played good defense. Yeah, exactly. It was just very technically sound. Um, who else you got? Uh, that's it. That's it for my sophomores. Okay, I just want to shout out Barrett Carter, the Clemson linebacker. Um, they just seem to always have these safety linebacker tweeners. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons a couple of years ago. It's Trenton Simpson this year. And Tanner uh, Muse, to him. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, of course, Tanner Muse. Uh, and, but Barrett Carter looked really good early against Georgia Tech. Trent, Trenton Simpson kind of like by the end of the game had, had all the attention. Yeah. But I thought he played a really, really nice game. That's a good one. That's a good one. And, sp- and speaking of Simpson, he's my weekday warrior. My top weekday warrior. He played on a Monday. You know where I, I end up putting Simpson for uh, I'll play the box score. He eight tackles, but I guess the the quality of those tackles, like that sniffing at that screen, was like that. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like, like actually, like my top guy, I give to defensive prospect of the week. Um, so like I just I kind of shifted here, but like, yeah, like like okay, six tackles is solid. Like it's not bad at all, but nothing else. But like I got it, eight tackles. Bro. Eight, that's eight, such a difference. Bro. Eight, uh, six solo, I believe. Eight oh, total. Ooh. Yes, I don't know. I'm, um, I'm never sure what to do with but, tackles. Total. I don't know if people care about total or or or. Single. I also, if the schools are tracking them, are they even the right number? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, but yeah, like you know, anyone can do that. So like, just but watching the plays he made, like you just said, that 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 athleticism, the way he moves, uh, just made like his game overall so much more impressive. And we know he can do that. And then, like you said, that that one play where he just came across, picked up that screen, and blew it up was so impressive. Yeah, he um, he was uh, of the top linebacker prospects. He he shined this week. Like yeah. Another one didn't. Um, yeah. Who's your top weekday warrior then? Okay. Well, look, weekday warrior has to be from He's the backyard brawl. Jones. Oh. Okay. <laughs> has to be from the backyard brawl. I'm not saying that this guy was the best prospect in the weekday, but Bryce for Whedon deserves it because no one was battling like him. The great, the good, and the bad. You know, because my, my guy. I, I so I didn't put him anywhere because I didn't want to catch flack for being a homer because obviously no. at the end of the game ball goes off his hands yeah. for the pick six yeah but he was also like carrying the team on his back yeah had um, the, had the early touchdown I had that he had that go other ahead. drop too though early that you did give me flack for live yeah but then he also had like the, the, the that's what I mean the, there was the good and the bad and the great like he had the awesome one where like you know Daniels was scrambling he just kind of tracked it well. Uh, the one where he just got fucking obliterated, like flipped over the guy but held on. Then the second touchdown on the, on the he's f- a fun player. Yeah, just big dog on the fade. But yeah, he had that really bad big drop. Um, obviously the pick six. Um, but then like like the fucking clothesline that guy on the punt too. Like that that's, that's oh, yeah. weekday warrior. That's weekday you know, warrior. You know, you know who uh, the vibes I was getting kind of from him throughout the game? Who? Which is like he's so big, he's so athletic, he's raw as hell, but like he's a football player. Just like given the way he's covering the punts and stuff, and the way he blocks, I was getting Cordero Patterson vibes. <laughs> that's that's fun. I don't know if that's good, but yeah, I don't know if that's good. Um, cool uh, other weekday wars: Charlie Jones from Purdue, the Iowa transfer. Yeah, I gave Charlie Jones credit. Uh, like I just put him straight up the board, so I'm glad you you mentioned here. Like that's just such a well, money for transfer. Fifty three and a touchdown. Yeah, they're like, feeding he caught, him. He like caught more passes in his game than he caught at Iowa. He was. <laughs> He's one of the best punt returners in the yep, country, yep. but now he's per. He's I think would they say him and Aiden O'Connell like grew up together? Yeah, like that's such a money transfer going from a team that puts up seven points against South Dakota State to a team that's feeding you all these targets in a game with your old buddy Aiden O'Connell. Like, that's yeah, that's like so when great. they're both in the NFL, like that's gonna be, you know they were friends in high school or something. Yeah, preseason um, with the Lions or he something. He did he did look pretty good. Like he was. He's gonna be a New England Patriot. That's what I'm he, oh, both of them. Will, I, O'Connell kind of seems Patrioty too. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, jumping back to that Clemson Georgia Tech game, I thought my guy Keon White played a really good game, especially early in that first half when Georgia Tech's defense was really keeping them in it. Um, just six five two eighty six. He is a twitched up powerful yeah. pass rusher, and um, I think he's gonna be a guy who doesn't get his his flowers until we kind of get to the senior bowl. But. So I wanted to give him his flowers, and there was a week of so many great transfers, but I ended up putting other places. So I gave him transfer of the week. But, hey, he didn't transfer this past year, though. That doesn't have like to be. Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, my God, you're rough. I have a thousand transfers. Like, everyone's a fucking transfer nowadays. That, so just... That's why That's why we do it. They have to adjust. Like, it's their first year with the Oh, program, fine. I'll just move, how you eliminate just move someone else no, there. No, I don't know. I'm going to cancel this episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, do you know how, how... If I didn't call you out now the fans on twitter would be on that's true that's a good point that's a good point that's a good point the maple syrup skit would have killed you for that one <laughs> uh any other weekday words no offensive prospect of the week i think it's an interesting one but i went with a guy that we talked about a lot last yesterday right anthony you richardson right yeah it's anthony it's got i think it's gotta be for one the sheer fun factor yes two if you showed anyone that like his highlights from that game, they'd be like, "That's the best guy in college football." Yeah. And, and, and three, he's he's legitimately again small sample size. We talked about it yesterday, but he's le- legitimately put himself into that. After one game of the season, it went so well. He, he's getting the top ten pick buzz. Yeah. He's against a, a, a stout Utah defense. Now we got to see him do it against Kentucky for ten more games after that, but. I think it's the right call. If I told you that like Anthony Richardson wouldn't throw a touchdown pass, and we're calling him office prospect of the week, like I feel like you wouldn't believe me. But just the athleticism was fucking nuts, man. Like just like you said, the ability to make guys miss, uh, but also like he was remaining a passer and like accurate on the move too. Like not not all of them hit, but like they were you know some sideline throws, some really good throws, and like when he did tuck it, he was just so he's just so electric, there, man. There was that one over the middle. Mm-hmm. I think the receiver was number one on like a crosser, and it was just so perfect. And on the two point, like I know it wasn't like a big time throw. Well, I mean, it was a big play, but like just for the for the that, receiver just to have to not move a fucking muscle and put that, it right in his to hands to be able to be able to see the field get your bearings given yeah. to the chaos that was happening. Yeah, like a half second earlier. Like you know, like yeah, there wasn't perfect. Like he was drifting out of good pockets and into this pressure a lot, but like, but that's gonna fix itself. Gotta, He's a he's a redshirt sophomore and it's like his real third first true start. Yeah, like really his first start, like in real like it, this especially game new system. Yeah, yeah. I so, guess I a mean, good defense, yeah. a good team. Like it's a very good defense. Yeah, and like that the the big touchdown run where he's like working through his progressions. Yeah, through his progressions. Clearly, it's not there. Offensive line did a really good job on that play, um, and then just taking off. Also, I do want to say like Billy Napier. Uh, bringing back Rob Sale, uh, who was the offensive line mm-hmm. coach at Louisiana, who spent last year with the Giants and did a really good job yep. with Andrew Thomas. Bringing him back to college football as his OC slash yeah. line coach, it it looks like it's paying off already for Florida. Yeah, that, that's, how... that's a huge get. And he follows me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that's what that's best... all this was for, right? Yeah, that was the only reason I brought any of this up. It's the only reason I'm doing the show. Uh, best defensive prospect? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Brian Percy, who I thought, like... Okay, cool. Would have been my top choice for outplay the box score, because he only had four tackles, half a sack. But, like, man, he just... He was a fucking monster. Like, just, just like, constantly just eating the guards up. He's too big, too powerful, too quick. He looks like he's 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 took his game up a notch for this season, too. 
The, he looks bigger. He looks bigger and he looks quicker. And the quickness is freaky. Um, and then had that awesome sack in the fourth. He only got credit for half, which I don't even understand. But like, had that awesome arm over move, just one quick. He just he was a beast against Georgia Tech. There, there was one play uh, where he made the tackle the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and he just kind of stacked the guy, uh, shed him, and, and it was just like it, it wasn't TFL, but it was just such a. He, he looks pretty complete right now after one game, like you know. It, it's funny because I went with Jalen Carter, and he also could have outplayed the box score. When I looked at the box score after the game, I saw Jalen Carter one tackle against Oregon. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny. That's why you can't uh, box score scout, AJ. Yeah. That's why we need you to stop doing it. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Carter had one play where it was like a third and one, and they, Oregon got the first down, but I didn't even care because off, off the snap, he just mauled. I mean mauled. The right guard threw him to the ground, kept his balance, worked into the backfield to the running back, and he didn't make the tackle because it was so bang bang. But like, oh, it was just such a, a ridiculous combination of power, quickness, and, and balance. Um, he was also just consistently winning as a sp- like speed rusher, mm-hmm. getting underneath the Oregon interior offensive line, kind of splitting them, showing off that flexibility to bend uh, on the uh, the outside shoulder, and it was. Pretty ridiculous. I mean, Oregon could not move the ball against them. Yeah. And, and like, there's so many guys on that Georgia defense you could talk about, but it starts with Jalen Carter. Absolutely. Um, I figure, like, you know, we're going to have him and Will Anderson here most weeks. Uh, yeah. I mean, not me. I'm going to steal Chambers here most weeks. <laughs> uh, he, he had a good game. Uh, shooting up the board. Uh, so my top guy, um, fuck, I guess he's my transfer of the week because you, you made me move it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Jared first top spot, Rob. Yeah, two two sacks plus a, a TFL and he blocked, blocked a field kick goal. against LSU. They couldn't block him, and I forget who Florida State played week one or week zero. It was a nobody team, but he had a big game. Yeah, and you could feel a little bit of the buzz, and then like he just unstoppable against LSU. Yeah, that had that, like, just, like, great sack at the end of the first half. Then late in the game when LSU, like, had that final drive, he, it felt like he wasn't always getting home, uh, but did get one sack where he just smoked the right tackle, but just felt like like he was, he just felt just like he turning it off. Yeah. And then even against and, the uh, run, had that awesome TFL on a third and one, uh, forced upon where he just came down, wrecked the, t- uh, the tight end and got into the backfield. He's a fucking dude. Yeah. It's like, how did this I, guy, like, end, was it, how was he at Albany? And uh, yeah, the fourth the fourth quarter sack was the I think the speed to power one. Yeah, against Surrey Tackle, no. like just his athleticism. I think he was on the freaks list, if I remember right. His athleticism. I think he was. But yeah. Also, his hustle. He yeah. When I first watched him uh, at Albany uh, a couple months ago against Syracuse, just I I talked about it on on the ACC yeah. show when he he fucking chased shot and he didn't get him. But he chased Sean Tucker for, like, a good 80 yards. Sean Tucker's a, a sprinter on the Syracuse indoor track team. And, like, almost got him, but it was more about the hustle. And, I don't know, it's just, is Florida State transfer you for edge rushers? I was about to say, Norvell can't recruit, but, like, he's the king of transfers uh, at the edge now. That's for sure. Which is, of course, is what he got him famous was coaching <laughs> pass rushers. Yeah, that, I think that's what they brought him in for. Quickly, how long until Dion to Florida State 
happens. He he beat Florida A&M, who they struggled with last year. Yeah. He beat them 59-3 on Saturday. Well, I, I feel honestly, if I'm being honest, Rob, if I can be honest for a second here, Rob. Please don't. I think he's I think he's bought into Jackson State. I believe it. I believe in it. I hope I I, I want him to, but also like it's his own motto, so if yeah. he's gonna leave this makes sense. I don't know, because he keeps hinting like he was offered the job without outright saying it. I don't know. Yeah, that's just kind of just That's Dion. That's Dion, yeah. Uh who's your who's your guy? Uh after uh, Bruce, I think was the the shooting up the board on defense on offense. I, I stick in the trenches. I think it was Paris Johnson. His first start at left tackle mm-hmm. comes against Notre Dame. Comes against Isaiah Foskey, and he was I awesome. Yeah, athletic. He looked better at left tackle than he did at guard. Yeah, he was awesome. Like I, I, I did the cop out and did the best prospect versus prospect with Foskey and, and Johnson and Jones, uh, and then the yeah the win. I think the clear cut between the three, Johnson looked the best. Like. Like, yeah, like we already talked about, like, Notre Dame played a really good defensive game, but, man, he, he looks so good from the first snap. Uh, had a couple reps where he put Foskey in the dirt, too. Just looked really, yeah, just really good. Ridiculous athleticism, but also I thought he showed increased um, play strength and, mm-hmm. and just more more SOB to him in the run game than I think we saw last year. And, he like, he looked a lot better than Nicholas Petit-Frere, yeah. who's starting at right tackle for Titans, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think so, yeah. I was really like, like I, I think the one time you put him in the dirt on a pass rush, um, it, it was like kind of unexpected. Like you know, usually you know when like you know like a guy's about to get pancaked, but like the torque kind of came quick. I'm like that was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I'll talk about Foskey and Jones, I guess when we get when we get there. But no, yeah, he was he was definitely awesome. Um, also, Thayer Mumford made the Raiders. Oh, uh, congrats, buddy! Th- thank you. Um, how about both Georgia running backs, Kenny Mack? And Kendall Milton, who's a former big recruit mm-hmm. who just hasn't played a ton, mm-hmm. and he looks like the the Thunder, the Macintosh's Lightning, the Samir White to Macintosh's James Cook. They combined for twenty three touches, two hundred three yards, and three touchdowns against Oregon. Yeah, and and Macintosh getting nine catches for one hundred seventeen. That that's that's really really impressive. Yeah, just like and lining him up in the slot, like looking good running routes. Just getting so creative with him, and a bit we we talked about it yesterday, like. Has some size to him too for that kind of satellite. He back he can type. be a real running back, like like you know that's a bit of a diminishing satellite back, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> he can be an RB one. I think he's got the, he's got the traits there. It's not like this is like okay, you know you bring him in, he's going to play third downs. No, I, I think he's got the goods. This is just the role that they they use him in, and he does it really fucking well too. I think he's gonna be a, hu- a huge riser. And what do you think of Milton? Because I thought he looked really big. And powerful I, and smooth. I liked him like when we kind of first got the look at him. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I think they just complement each other really well. Um, constant running back. Yeah. What else is new? What else is new? Um, that was my next guy. So I'm going to go back to Clemson and go back to the defense side of the ball. KJ Henry. I felt like he had his yeah, first first like big breakout game for Clemson. Set the tone early. Uh, first snap, he made Makuba's uh, interception happening happen when he hit Sims. Uh, nearly did it again too late in the game, but the, I forget who it was. But he dropped the interception. Just like the, the power, the efforts. Um, you know, he hasn't played that many snaps at Clemson. Like I mean, a decent amount, but not too too many. Um, so this was his best game by far. Two and a half TFLs, a sa- that sack, an- another sack, I should say. It was just yeah, it was a big big time game. Powerful, quick. Uh, this is a, this is like a hello KJ Henry kind of and, game. And I, I thought it stood out too, given that like Miles Murphy was opposite him, and KJ Henry was the one making. All he was the plays. way better. At first, I thought it was Murphy like making the. I'm like, and then I watched the replay. I'm like, well, fuck, that's 
it's Henry, and then he kept kept popping and popping and popping. No, definitely. He played uh, a better game, way better game than Miles Murphy. Sticking defensive side of the ball, going back to that Georgia Oregon game. I, I and I talked about him yesterday how much I liked him. But Christopher Smith mm-hmm. I think he's just gonna quietly rise yeah. and he's kind of like the leader on that Georgia back end now. Like he's gonna be at the senior bowl. He's just such a looking to take your fucking head off. He runs the alley really well. Um and then he had that interception where mm-hmm. he just kind of I mean, it was partially like, I can't believe Bo Nix threw that ball, but like he baited it perfectly and, and, and just the closing speed to attack the ball was great. Um, he, he's just such a physical and, and smart safety. Yeah, for real. Um, I'm going to stick at DB and put um, a guy who like, he looked a little bit like himself, but improved in Drew Porter Jr. Who Yeah, he's my final guy. Still had DPI because he has to get a DPI in, but <laughs> a couple of three PBUs, uh, you know, one was you know is in the trail on a slant and just using that length yep, and like all the time sweet. using the length, good tackling. Uh, just felt like he was a baller in that game and just smothers people. Yeah, He's so fucking big. Yeah, yeah, so big and so physical. Um, yeah, I thought. I mean, yeah, the the DPI comes with the territory, but <laughs> he's the king. Other than that, he played really well. But look, he had he had more DPIs than PBUs last year. He's got a three to one PBU ratio this year. That's a good start. I, I like that. It's fucking sick. Um, one last guy, quick hitter, if you will. Nick Hampton uh, started great this year with two and a half sacks. Just want to throw him in there. Yeah, the the rest of the App State defense couldn't slow down. No, but that's he was Phil good. Longo, baby. That's Phil Longo experience. Someone should hire Phil Longo as a head coach and just like accept that you're gonna go six and six, but man, you're gonna put up points. <laughs> um, sliding down the board, I don't have too many guys, but I got two big name guys. I, I think first let's start with with Keyshawn. That, that's my top guy. Yeah, uh, two catches, twenty yards. I think I, I saw two drops. I think yeah, the one where um, he he had the ball hit him right in the hands. It would have been a touchdown. Kind of like didn't get his head around, and he was sulking the snap before. Like just the body language, yeah, the, the, all of that. The, the, yeah, the, 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 he just didn't play like a series. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then uh, the fake report uh, that he called Brian <laughs> Kelly a, a, a fake Edo. That was pretty great. Was we we saw him. You know, um, Jaden Daniels like kind of like talking pretty like emphatically to him on the sideline trying to like just keep him in the game i think and yeah and like his catches were just you know the first one's just like on the design motion on fourth down smart play easy play first down and then the other one was just like an out like it wasn't like anything special it, two, so one one i do think lsu did a terrible job they did the they did like in Jaden daniels isn't a very it appears to not be a good quarterback but also, like, the offensive line was getting shit mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have a ton of time, and all he could really do, like, he ran a ton, but that was, like, the one thing that could give them offense, yeah. it kind of felt like. Yeah. So it's hard to know what the bigger issue is. This is Jaden Daniels, the offensive line. Um, but I think the biggest issue is just, how are you not scheming this guy touches? We talked about how good he is as a yak player on yesterday's show. Uh, just get the ball in his fucking yeah. hands. Like, quick slant to death. RPOs. Um, I'm Brian Kelly probably doesn't believe in RPOs, but, uh, just get like, throw him some screens. Yeah. Let, let him attack the ball deep. Like do a better job keeping him engaged. I know it's like probably not great. You have to try and keep your star player engaged, but also like you did just the absolute biggest joke of a job scheming this offense around. Well, especially when your team's struggling so much, get your best player, the ball. Like, it's pretty fucking simple. BK. I mean, it's not like, like Florida State does have like a, a Akeem Dent, uh, Jamie Robinson. Those are good players, but it's like I don't know. 
It's not like Florida State isn't going to have one of the best defenses in the country. So why? why yeah. Does it look like they could. Shut it, you down? Yeah, like the first game under your era, and like you're in the fucking you know Superdome. Uh, yeah, that's just a bad bad luck. They deserve to get that extra point blocked. Absolutely. Um, who's your next guy? Christian Gonzalez at Oregon. Um, oh, okay. I didn't think he played that poorly. I don't know, man. He was kind of getting like bullied in the run. Like it was just kind of like a bad look. I thought, like tackling poor. Just like he got good. I, I I don't know. I I I feel like they it said more about Oregon's defense as a whole. That's fair. Than him. That's fair. Um, and I I guess I'm less concerned with him as a run defender. I, yeah, yeah I, that no, I that's thought, fair. That's fair. I will say, like, I thought Noah Sewell played a poor game. Yeah, it did. That is my second biggest slide. You could put any of the Oregon. Well, I mean, mean, Flo was okay, I guess. You know what? Flo Flo made a ton of tackles. He did. Um, Dorless was okay, too, I thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah. I don't know. Just like, yeah. Sewell, Sewell too. I mean, especially for the guy that's the heart and soul of your defense. Yeah. They were attacking him in space. Like, yeah. He didn't didn't know what to do with Kenny McIntosh in space. Yeah. he he was like, yeah, I don't know. Flo, Flo definitely did a better job with Macintosh too, but like, yeah, neither of them really were. were Macintosh was just really fucking good. I mean, but I thought yeah, McConkey was kind of like I don't know with with Guns Alice. Just everyone, I mean, everyone was bad. A future first. Yeah, he is. I don't know. Yeah, Oregon's defense as a whole was pretty. And I talked up the potential under Dan Lang, but I mean. Starting having to start with George is tough. I think uh, I think Landing was just like I'm going to give you the one win, Kirby, for for getting me this job. Munkin was in his bag. He was. Munkin like, is so like underrated. Stitson Bennett didn't have to do like in, like it was all like um screens like short game like just getting balls yeah. in playmakers hands in space like Stitson Bennett like statistically great game but like. The, he did not have to well, push the ball downfield whatsoever. It was like manufactured yards. And like, oh my God, just talking Munkin, like that Lab McConkey kind of reverse pitch mm, thing. Yeah. That was so sick. <laughs> not not to get ahead of myself, but I put the stats in for overhyped because like it's like the, it's been like a weird like, well, you know, is he maybe something? Yeah, exactly. But there's gonna be Heisman talk. But everyone's like, Oh, did we write him off too soon? Oh look don't look now, it's Stetson Ben. Like, okay, no, come on. Like you just said, like it's all like they, the monkey called a great game. He's got all that talent around him. Lam McConkey's a future first round pick. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like the week one is kind of just hard to have a clear cut overhyped. So I put a guy that just you know played a good game. But wait, Todd Monkey a head coach next year? He should be. I think so. He should be. I think so. Um, I didn't... after Butain Sewell, I I put like Eric Gilbert just really not yeah. having a role. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't have a role this year, I assume he's going back. And we talked about it yesterday. Like, yeah. He was the third tight end in this game, which I don't think was a shock to anyone, but I thought they'd still have some sort of role for him to play, even if he it was like a rotational receiver. But he, he just kind of came in late. He he blocked well, I thought. But yeah. Which is good for him because he, he watched the whole yeah. table. He blocked like terrible. Um, but yeah, like Kirby kind of said, he's. he's He's not coming along to raise. He's, he's taking a little bit of time, like, and then again, like, I don't know. It's just a bad transfer. It's a bad transfer. I'll say it. Do you have anybody else? No. How about you? I got two. Uh, Deshaun Pace, our boy at yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. He had a tough game against Arkansas. Arkansas just bullied them. Um, he had some uh, kind of taking himself out of plays by guessing wrong. 
uh, touchdown happened kind of over him in the end zone. Um, not a great game. Uh, and I don't. I didn't think Aiden O'Connell played that well against Penn State. Mm. It was just like he was throwing short game to yeah. Charlie Jones all game. Completed fifty percent of his passes. Like wasn't pushed the ball. I just thought he looked so limited physically. Going back to Deshaun Pace, his brother played a decent game. I thought like for for them though. Uh, Ivan, baby. Yeah, I put him. Well, he's he, he's got the matching ball. Yeah, coming over from Miami, Ohio. Like he had a bunch of tackles, like TFLs too. Uh, that's 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 funny. I like that one. Uh, out of a nowhere prospect. Yeah, so actually, I put Pace as my second option here just to give him the the love. Uh, but top guy, I think it's gotta be Jacoby Winman, baby, at Michigan State. Yeah, who tra- transferred from UNLV, where he's an off-ball linebacker, mm. and made like a hundred plus tackles last year. Uh, and now he's playing edge, and he's kind of that short, stocky ball of rage yeah. pass rusher and just yeah western machine could not block him yeah that awesome sack where he just like ghosted the left tackle uh yeah, forced the he, fumble he too was, i was i was shocked to find like that he was an awful lumber because he had moves yeah he did have moves but then you see that that off ball quickness and, and you know the dip because i mean some off balls can, can kind of dip a bit but like yeah no i don't know i think he's on pace for fucking a million sacks this season that's yeah, he seems really fun already, eh? Yeah, he does. Uh, so, yeah, put Winman in, in pace, but we already touched on him. Do you put anyone else? No, just Winman. Okay. Deserved it himself. He did, he did. Um, who made you look stupid? I feel like there's no clear-cut guy, so I wanted to give a shout-out to Dante. Oh, my God. To Don- what? What's wrong? I was trying to Dante Stills. He played a oh, good he game. Played really well. Yeah, he had a really he good game. We've okay. shit on him for okay. for years. I know. No, I say he's a good top prospect. <laughs> had a sack no, and a he half. Really well. He did play really well. That's a good pick. Fuck you, Rob. I thought you were going to pick someone. No, 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 no. Dante Sills. All right. I think uh, when we did the AAC, I like kind of like talked myself into Ben Bryant. <laughs> Do you remember that? But okay, I don't blame you because really, you know, we're talking about these you know weaker conferences. You got to get excited about a quarterback. He- he is the reason they lost against Arkansas. Like, I know Box score, like, 325, two touchdowns. Pick. Pick. Like, yeah. That's, like, not bad, right? Like, it's an SEC defense. Yeah. But if you watch, like, okay, one, the pick was not good. And it, it went for six. Uh, yeah. Two, in the first half, they, they, they got those two small speedster receivers. Those guys were running open, and he just could not place the ball. He was overthrowing them he, like every other play, and it should have been touchdown after touchdown. Like Arkansas's back end looks susceptible, um, and in the second half, even on a big one, he like way underthrew it. Receiver still caught it, but like again, should have been six. So he just left so many points mm-hmm. on the board. He's your guy. Um, yeah, I know. He's your guy. But his arm looked good, baby. <laughs> Strong. Uh, Stronger. I'm curious who you put for a prospect for prospect matchup. Oh, it's, it had to be. I know I already talked about oh, Johnson, okay. but it had to be okay. against Isaiah Foskey. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it wasn't even that. Like, Foskey didn't play a bad game. It's like Paris Johnson just played a better one. Yeah, totally. Uh, it just, like, Paris Johnson looked, re- like, r- way better than I. Like, I, I knew it was going to be good, but it looked really, really fucking good. I thought it was interesting too, like when Ohio State late, like obviously the offense it wasn't going so great. Late in the game, they just turned to the run game, something they haven't totally done under Ryan Day. Yeah. And they were just running Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams behind that offensive line, letting that offensive line go to work. What do you think of Dwan uh, Jones? I thought he played good, pretty good. Game. I think it was like he was a little like bit he, more up and down. He, he had that sack he gave up where he just kind of like he, lost he, his footing. He, yeah, he. I, I think against a Notre Dame defense like that, like he played about what I expected. Like, was he amazing? No, but 
He was he was good and he was good late yeah. in that run game. Yeah. Um I do want to say Mayan Williams looked interesting. Yeah. Just a bowling ball. Yes. He he's fun. Five nine, two twenty five, baby. Um outplayed the box score. Mine was Trenton Simpson, who we talked about already. Okay, this is perfect. Darnell Washington, two catches, thirty three yards. <laughs> he also had a, a third catch that was called back for uh I think I think just holding her hands to the face. Was, yeah. Where he, he beast-moded somebody. But, like, just that first catch where he breaks the tackle and he hurdles a guy, and then he was just doing work in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Darnell Washington. Tight end, too, baby. I'll die by that. Yeah. I am I'm, 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 mean, I, I put Gilbert ahead of him, but, like, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Um, prospect who's being overhyped. I put stats in just because of the, like, the mm, willy won't he kind of thing. It's annoying, so I put him here. Okay, I want I want your take on this one. Uh, Habakkuk, I don't know how to say his name. Baldinat, Baldinato, the oh, edge rusher. Yeah, no, I mean, but we yeah, thought I that in the summer was, too. Yeah, like he, we weren't aligned with that in the summer, and I just thought he like did not stand out. No, not at all against West Virginia, especially on the other side. Like it was a high scoring game, but like like we said, Dante Stills played a really impactful game. That pit D line just—I didn't think Hammer Elijah Canty did like anything. No, they didn't. I mean, Dennis played an okay game on the on, in the linebacker yeah, spot. Yeah, he did. He's a good blitz. He's fine. Yeah, but no, I, I didn't—I didn't notice like Canty or, or Baldonado like at all. And that's yeah. Yeah. Um, Trentor who popped on the scene. Yeah, I put I put Keon White and you, you yelled at me for it. So. Oh right, right. That sounds like me. Um, I went with. Do you remember uh, two years ago Arkansas had that great little nose tackle? What was his name? I can't remember it. That's why I asked you. Jonathan. Jonathan. No, I don't. But I do remember who you're talking about. You don't know who he... You, so you know, uh, I gotta find his name. I should have done this first. Jonathan Marshall. Right, right. And then last year, they had the Illinois State transfer. Um, Rich uh, Big. Yeah, thank you. This year, they pulled another transfer. His name's Terry Hampton. <laughs> That's a good. Uh, that's a Ar- good name. That's a good name. Yeah, for a nose tackle. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas State transfer too, so he knows the state. Um, I I think he was he was like all Sun Belt or something. He's, is the name sounds familiar? Sure. Yeah. He he. Uh, anyway, he he was part of the rotation. Like he's part of the rotation. I don't know if he's actually a star. But he was making a lot of impactful plays uh, in, the, in in Arkansas' game. I mean, Cincinnati didn't run the ball all that well. Um, they could not run it down the throat of Arkansas. And they just always seem to have a nose tackle. And, and yeah. I, I thought he stood out. I mean, if, if Pittman's not going to not have a nose tackle. Come on. Amen. Uh, small school value card. Yeah. Going back to a weekday game, that, that wild uh, CMU OK State game. And Jalen McCauley, I don't know how to say his name, um, also a transfer coming from Ball State, uh, just a redshirt sophomore, making a is bunch this of the, plays. The 6'4 guy? Yeah, 6'4", 225. Had 126 yards and two touchdowns. That one massive touchdown where he was just breaking tackles. It was fucking sick. Uh, look, Max always going to produce receivers. This seems like uh, it could be the next dude for Central. Um, I love that pick. Uh, we love action receivers. Um, I, I just kind of went with a respect to Chase Bryce. That's good. You know, I was going to mention him somewhere, and I didn't end up. You gotta, you gotta like him, right? Like his career has been so weird. Uh, he finally finds this landing spot at App State, and he's very good for App State. Yeah, he is. I, like he does. I do think he's like, he like he's going to be at the combine at least. Like, yeah, he's going to be. 
um, viewed as a quarterback prospect. And in, in this game against North Carolina, 361, six touchdowns. Um, obviously, two two-point conversions failed. The one, I think the receiver should have had it. He did throw it a little high. The other, he had that, he had that alley to hit hit and run it in and just kind of great fucking tackle. It was. Kind of spilled the it ball. Was. But, like, he is the reason they were in that game. Like, like he played incredible. Uh, Cameron Peoples had an okay game. Mm-hmm. Nate Noel had a pretty good game, but it was like the Chase Bryce show. Doesn't Bryce just seem like, like given the the Clemson history, the Cutcliffe history, um, the coaches seem to love him like that, that moment where the coach just, you know, gave him, like, props. Doesn't he just seem like a guy that's going to come end up in the NFL and, like, stick as a backup? Like, I'm not calling my yeah, shot because, like, like... Chase Daniels. Yeah, like, according to my evaluation, he's not. But just, like, there's always a guy that slips through, and it's like, yeah, the coaches love him. He's got this pedigree. He's Dad big. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, I, I can just see Chase Bryce, like, 10 years, you're still, like... He's still your backup in Madden or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, you want to get to our picks? Let's do it. How'd you how'd you do last week? I went three and two. Fuck, I went two and three. Ohio State yeah, didn't well, didn't didn't pull it home for me. You know, Ohio State didn't that that coastal army game was important for me. It, yeah, it was. It was. Um Um Okay, yeah, so my five, AG is one short of a six pack. Are you are you doing the Bama Texas game at it's not a great week. There are two Sorry, three top 25 matchups, but, like, I don't know. Are you super excited about any of them? No, no, I'm not. I like, Kentucky, Florida's cool simply for Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson. Yeah. But truly, as a pure game, the grand scheme of things, it's probably not And Baylor-BYU by- is cool because it's on at 10 o'clock. Yeah, which I'll be asleep by the second half. Um, but, yeah, starting noon on Fox, number one Alabama at Texas. Like, let's not pretend this game. Bama's favored by 20. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm taking as much as I would love to see, you know, a good game like, like an instant classic. I'm taking Bama. I'm taking Bama. I am. I will say I am excited to like actually. Obviously, we didn't watch Quinn Ewers yeah. last week. I'm excited to see what he looks like against a legit defense. Yeah. I'm excited to see Bijan Robinson against this Bama defense. Um, I mean, like Texas has guys like Xavier Worthy was incredible as a freshman. They're starting two like five stars on their offensive line who are also true freshmen. Rest in peace. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I talked about the Bama defense the, at nauseam yesterday. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like I feel like this is the reason you tune into this game is just to to see what Quinn Ewers is. Like, is are, are Branch and Battle just going to beat him all game? Or is he going to actually show up and they, – they won't cover, but, like, will he look like, okay, this could be the future of Texas? Look, imagine if they go out and win this game or, like, barely use it, lose it. Like, Quinn Ewers is going to be – a god you know he'll be a he'll be a god i don't think it's gonna happen though but but let's say they cover let's say uh they they lose i don't know 40 to 28 something there'll there'll be some love for for quinn for sure no no and it'll be like gross it'll be so annoying yeah Look, look, Stark's got them trending in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, that that probably is the worst. I'd rather see them win than that. Um, yeah, but, like, the Texas defense just don't, don't got the goods to hold up with Bama uh, either. Uh, just in terms of prospects, uh, Jermaine Burton maybe versus Deshaun Jameson. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Um, Jameer Gibbs. Versus, Texas, we, we forget, Texas has uh, uh, DeMonte Tucker-Dorsey, the James Madison linebacker transfer, plus DeMarvian Overshone. Like, that's an interesting linebacker combo. Um, Keandre Coburn against that Alfred interior. Like, yeah, let's guess. Yeah, like, like 
Maybe as a game, it's not that exciting, but watching the individual players, I think. Works. Yeah, like coming back to those guys' tape, who like you know are kind of like mid to late round dudes. Uh, that's the tape you're gonna put on. Also, hopefully. Treshawn Holden, kind of out of nowhere, might be Ben's next receiver. <laughs> I can't wrestle. My next, uh, my next game is you... is off the off the off the wall a little bit here, but not really. Okay. Okay. Shoot. Four p.m. Fox Sports One, where all the good games go. Houston at Texas Tech. It's a fun game. Uh, is it, is, did I see this right? Is Tech favored by three? Texas minus three, and that's why I'm taking Houston plus the points. Yeah, that, that's the right move. That feels like a smart one. Actually. This is just yeah. This is just me not like you know. It's an interesting enough game to mention, but I actually like this for for gambling purposes. Uh, I know Houston like yeah. struggled a little bit, but like they're playing a good good squad. But I don't know. Texas Tech's not not that so fucking Texas good. Texas Tech d- defense going to be real. Yes. Be able to slow Nathaniel Dell. So, flip side. Houston defense is, is pretty damn good. Yeah. It was last year. Better than Tex, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, looking at uh, ju- jumping back to 330 ABC, the other top 25, I, I, I'm i taking Tennessee minus six at number 24, Tennessee minus six at number 17, Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh win was, I think, a little fraudulent. Yeah, I mean. They, they, they got the luck of the bounce. The defense yeah. didn't play that well. The offense, like, was horrific. Uh, like Caden Slovis, they just it didn't look good. Um, we we talked about him yesterday, but Cedric Tillman's a guy. Yeah. Hendon Hooker's gonna stretch the field with him. They got Brew McCoy who transferred in. They got some some. They're gonna score points. Brew McCoy's uh, played at every he, team in the country though. Yes, he has, but he was a five star <laughs> baby, so I still have to believe. And defensively, like Tyler Bear and Byron Young, like uh, Jeremy Banks, like they got a couple NFL guys on this defense. And you flip over to Pitt, and it's like their defense didn't yeah. look very good. The D line didn't step up. The, the offense is, uh, like, I don't know, Rodney Ham- Hammond's good, and Jared Wayne's Canadian, but... Yeah, I mean... They just, Bob Means has a cool name, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't put this one on my on my picks. Um, yeah. What would you do if you were taking it? Would you agree or not? I think so. I think you talked me into it. That's why I didn't make it, because I'm like, six is a little tricky. It's at home for Pitt. But the, the, that energy of that first backup ball is not going to be there, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I think um, I lean your way. Did you take Kentucky? Of, Florida? of course, I took Kentucky. Florida. Seven p.m. ESPN number twenty Kentucky at number twelve Florida. It's, I think the game you watched this week, if you could only watch one, uh, I think I'm taking. I, I I've been flip floppy. I think I'm taking Kentucky plus six. I flip flop too. I think that six is another tricky line, but I'm gonna go with the Gators, baby. Chomp chomp. Anthony Richardson I, show so, on the roll. Let's go. I, I I I'm worried. Like they they went from unranked to twelve, yeah. ahead of Kentucky. Kentucky's a big chip on your shoulder team. Kentucky's they been in, in it, if not winning the games in the last couple of years under Stoops. Um, Florida's coming off the big top ten win. It's like a letdown sandwich here. It is, um, but like I think in Kentucky, uh, if they're game points, that's 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 the, that's money. The, the, the thing that's concerning me, like Kentucky's a lot. Of, like obviously, Will Will Levis is that dude. But Chris Rodriguez is hurt. Yeah. They have a lot of new faces on that offense, especially in the offensive line. Yeah. Um, but def- defensively, they got some guys. Uh, JJ Weaver, I talked about him yesterday. Um, big Justin Ro- Rogers at nose. So it's a really good test for Anthony Richardson. I'm kind of excited that we're picking against each other on this. I think Rodriguez being out is what moved the needle between the like not not the line or anything, but just me which way I'm going here. Take, okay. Taking the Gators. Um, are you? What's your next one? Seven thirty. ABC. The game of the week, baby. USC minus. Only, eight. I don't know. I don't know. Why is it only eight? Uh, is it just like 
Does, does David Shaw command that much respect? I saw eight and a half. If you want to bump it up, because I think that's a little, no, little more appropriate. No. Oh fuck it, fine. I don't care. Give me eight. Let's just get. We need this victory. It's true. Um, yeah. At Stanford, it's, it's, uh, just, it's, it's kind of it's it's fun simply because we we get to watch Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Lincoln Riley. Like, I feel like that's the only know. reason it's the primetime game is because like okay, let's debut on a week that's not that good. Let's all uh, the transfers and Travis die and yeah, let's just debut USC. Yeah. I think that was the play. I, I think what's the thing to watch on on Stanford? At least we get to see a Tanner McKee uh, and Elijah Higgins. Like they have NFL prospects. Yeah, Walter Rose is a, a left tackle that we both yeah. really like. Yeah, and Emmett Smith's son at running back. Um, but yeah, I think USC. It almost feels like a like an NFL move where you know it's like a Monday Night Football where you can just like you know highlight a team. You know, like you always see something like yo, oh, new face in new place, you know, new coach. That feels like that kind of move. Mm-hmm. Ten, and finally, I'm assuming you picked BYU. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 10-15 ESPN, number 9. Baylor at number 21, BYU. Um, Baylor, three-point dogs. Uh, I'm taking Baylor. I I love Dave Aranda. Um, I, I I know there's been a lot of turnover both sides of the ball for them. Yeah. I think Siaki Ike is going to be unblockable. Uh, Jaron Hall is a, a fun player. I, I don't think he's like a top QB prospect like some people do. but You might have to uh, uh, apply for retirement mid-game, too. Um, yeah, no, I'm taking Baylor, too. Give me those points. I'm going to take the points in this game. Neither, any way this would have went, I would have taken the points. Um, you know, a fun game, though, 10 o'clock. You know, Lavelle Edwards going to be rocking. But, yeah, I think Eco's going to be the just a monster up front. And, yeah, I think I'm just going to trust Dave Aranda. All right, well, good work. Um I'll see you uh, next week when we talk about all of these games. And more importantly, uh, we base our rankings on this QB class off who wins. Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? Mm-hmm.